is cathartic. It's a purgative. And as a result, the demons are gotten rid of. So you sleep the sleep of the just, which is not, you know, it's unusual for me. I have fitful sleep. It's the discipline. It's very like, you know, an army discipline. You, you get, I mean, you probably know you do this job so often if you're having to do uh, tour and do interviews. You get up at a certain time, you're in this at a certain time, you're there. There's a regular routine to it. And that isn't normal in my life either. It's the, the Keith Richards School of Fitness. Uh, no, it's not Keith, but Keith has thrived on that bizarrely. But he is, of course, um, the healthiest man on the planet. You're absolutely right. Thousands of drugs have gone into his body and died. Well, I've got this theory that, like, you know, and, you know, heroin must have some incredible properties to it that sort of keep you alive. Certainly, like, you know, for a long time, the Rolling Stones have the largest mass crop of hair of any bands on the planet, you know. I mean, they all have this bizarre bush of hair. I mean, if you looked at Ronnie Wood or, yeah. or Mix, and they're all ancient, you know. I mean, Keats is seriously going wrong at the moment. But, uh, you know, and I thought there must be... You know, like Viagra was an offshoot of this heart pill. Yeah. Check out heroin. There's something there that's to do with baldness. You know, I, gotta say, you know. I can see a product, heroin. No, oh, no. You and me, we're in this together. I've got to clean up on this. You left out one thing when you talked about the benefits of uh, music, which is sex. After your first gig, you got laid. What is it about rock and roll that leads to this? Well, talk about the stones. I mean, uh, you know... Live Aid, I don't, I don't want to leap onto Live Aid, but it's a clear uh, proof of what I'm about to say. The lingua franca of the planet is not English, it's pop music. And it translates across all cultures, all of them. The music is it's, it's essentially the music of frustration, and a lot of it is a sexual frustration. There's preponderance of boy-girl songs in this sort of music and a lot of it is very overt and a lot of it isn't a lot of it is a howling scream of rage at not being allowed in um, to whatever's going on but essentially it's not being allowed in to girls basically I think you know you, you said you don't want to talk about move it on to Live Aid I'd like to because we're coming up to the 20th anniversary right. of that extraordinary Constant. I, I watched the DVD and I was astonished, even though I saw it at the time, by the incredible breadth of it, the size of it. As you were putting this together, how scared were you? I was really scared. Um, primarily, I was afraid um, I'd fail. And um, you're very powerless in the face of that fear, so you put it down. But at night, Paula would... Um, uh, my wife would put these towels underneath my side of the bed because, as per the cliche, I'd never experienced it myself, maybe people watching have, I would have cold sweat in the night and I'd wake up freezing in, a, in my own perspiration because none of the bands were contracted, not a single contract not a single contract with a TV station, not a single contract with a lighting guy, never mind the lighting company. So it was possible on the day you could have turned up and no one was there? It was, it was quite possible that even 17 hours of the Boomtown Rats might have been a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah. When you were ringing around and, and getting all these people involved, you know, Bono and Sting and Elton John and all those people you were dealing with, was there a moment where you actually thought through all this fear, this is going to work? There was never a moment that I thought it wasn't going to work. 
there possibly was a moment where I thought it wouldn't happen. If it happened, it was going to work. Um, and Sting and Bono weren't the Sting and Bono of today. Sting was my absolute contemporary. Um, Bono was like my little brother. Yeah. And, um, and as I said, pop music suddenly became the lingua franca. And I think that elevated it. And all those things were why it worked. I could never have predicted that um, leading up to it. I had no sense of the romantic or no sense of the giganticism that it, that it was. Um, it was only when I walked out on stage with my band, the band I was in, as the pop singer in that band, that I got it. And it pulled me up sharp, you know. Oh, I can imagine, one and a half billion people. Yeah. Did you, when you walked out, knowing that this audience was there, I think there was that moment where...